And, you know, your project team can co-create a target budget that builds in the flexibility that allows the team to make decisions on how to optimize things as the project moves forward and unknowns occur. Because we always know they're going to happen. Changes are going to happen. We're going to find things we didn't know. Things are going to happen. We just know that's nature of the beast. So this is how, how it works on the projects I've worked on. Hey, Construction Nation. Welcome to Lead with Trust. I'm Sue Dyer, and I've been on a three-decade journey to figure out how to make sure our construction projects succeed and produce some extraordinary results. My trusted leader journey has led me to work on over 4,000 construction projects worth over $180 billion. In this podcast, I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. One thing I know is that it starts with the leaders of the businesses and organizations that come together to build a project. If that's you, let's get going. Construction Nation, Sue Dyer here. Have you ever worked on a project where it seemed like all the team did was argue about the budget or schedule? I seem to be on this type of project all the time. The owner feels the contractor's trying to take advantage of them. The contractor and subs feel like they're not being treated fairly. The designer feels that their design is not being honored as they created it. This scenario continues to play out over the life of the project. Soon you start seeing issues pile up. The team does not have an agreed upon schedule. No one can agree on what happened and what impact that had on the project. What seems fair is very far apart. So issues linger. The team gets bogged down with defending their position as to why they are right and others are wrong. And of course, this is begins to be a letter writing campaign and email campaigns and takes over all of your progress meetings and really almost every conversation is plagued by such things. So even what seems to be a really simple issue just goes around and around in an endless loop of emails, documents, meetings, and frustration and stress. Everyone knows that the project is not going to come in on time or budget or schedule, and they feel helpless to do anything about it. On our projects, we talk a lot about schedule and budget. I hear that all the time. We're always spending a lot of time talking about where are we at with the schedule? Where are we at with the budget? But we never really talk about the scope. And the scope is an integral part of this because it informs the budget and the schedule. They all work together. They are interdependent. And so I created this little graphic that's just a triangle on each side. You have schedule, 
on one side, cost on another side, and scope on the third side. And between all of those, you have to balance between cost, scope, and schedule. And because they're interdependent, you can't forget one of them because each one is going to affect the other one. And I really believe that your project team's primary role is to balance between cost, scope, and schedule so that they can optimize the project's outcome. And I wanted to just share a little bit about a tool that we have used on many projects now called a target budget. Some people call it different things, but it's a target budget. And this is a lean construction concept. So you can learn more about that from uh, LCI, Lean Construction Institute, if you want to learn more about it. But this is how I've applied it. And, you know, your project team can co-create a target budget that builds in the flexibility that allows the team to make decisions on how to optimize things as the project moves forward and unknowns occur. Because we always know they're going to happen. Changes are going to happen. We're going to find things we didn't know. Things are going to happen. We just know that's nature of the beast. So this is how, how it works on the projects I've worked on. The team at the beginning of the project creates their target budget. And for a design build project or CMGC, uh, that typically is before the design starts. So uh, the design then can be developed to this budget and with the input from the construction team and, and everyone else. A target budget is typically used when you have the contractors on board before and maybe during design. But I have challenged teams to use this concept on lump sum projects with some really great success. So if you're working on a low bid project, your target budget it will have to happen when you start construction, when the contractor gets on board. So that's when we have to start. The designer has designed the, the project to a budget. The contractor has a bid price and the owner has their allocation uh, budget. And the key is that the, the team is challenged to identify five to 10% of the scope slash costs slash schedule, which could be identified and moved uh, around. And you do this, whether it's five or 10, really depends on whether or not how much risk you think you have in your project of unknowns or, or things that are going to happen. So pick between five and 10%. Most of the larger projects I work on, we find 10%. Smaller ones, you know, might 3% might be enough depending on how much risk you have. But that's up to the team also to decide. And then this 5 to 10% uh, are things you identify that could be set aside just in case you run into these unforeseens and that they, well, they really bust your budget. So these are things that could, could be set aside. And most people, well, we'll talk about that later. Most of you are probably saying, well, that's impossible because we've already designed it to a certain thing and, you know, a yada, yada. 
but I see teams figure this out all the time. Hope you're enjoying this show. Every time you and your team step foot onto a construction project, you bring your business culture with you. For any construction project to succeed, there must be a high trust culture. It doesn't matter if you're in planning, design, construction, or startup phases. The more trust you bring and build, the better your results. I've created a free resource for you, the Trusted Leader Profile, so you can know exactly the level of trust you bring to your business and projects and what you can do to boost trust. You can grab that at sudico.com slash profile. That's S-U-D-Y-C-O.com slash profile, P-R-O-F-I-L-E. And I hope that you'll remember that always high trust equals high performance, and it really depends on you. Now back to the show. What could you do if you really needed to cut 5 to 10% of the cost, scope, or schedule? Because they're all tied together, remember? Uh, by doing this exercise before you start working allows the team to make the decisions now when there aren't any issues on the table and you aren't fighting and you don't know what they might be. Uh, so that this practice allows the team to really have the flexibility to adjust the scope, cost, schedule as needed when issues arrive to meet the budget, to meet the scope, to meet the schedule. So the project can be successful. I know at San Francisco International Airport, where I've worked on projects for a couple decades now, uh, we refer to this as having budget items above the line and items below the line. And the ones below the line are the things that we hope to get and the ones that we may not be able to afford. Uh, but even without them, the project will be okay. The ones above the line are within budget, but the team has identified 5 to 10% of total cost that could go below the line if we need to do that due to changes and unforeseen. The team is always working to make improvements so that they can bring the things that are below the line to above the line. By becoming more efficient and innovative, they look for ways to do the work and to save money, save budget. They're always looking to make improvements. And everyone gets so excited when they can actually bring things from below the line, above the line. It's not as much fun to bring things from above the line to below the line, but sometimes it is what you need to do. And hopefully you're working then to be able to bring them back up. This process of above the line and below the line items gives the project team the ability to control their own destiny. They're balancing between cost, scope, and schedule together, working together to do that, identifying what is needed to happen. And so you're probably thinking there now about like, well, you'd really have to trust each other to make this work. 
And the answer is, yeah, you do. You do have to trust each other. But in my head, I kind of go, well, which comes first? The high trust, high performing team or the team that is allowed to act like and become a high trust, high performing team? Because a lot of times they don't start out that way, but they become that way. I mean, high trust, high performing teams are not born. They are created and they're created by the leaders who allow them to become that. So I've been in partnering sessions where we've really had a big budget bust. The team then made a commitment that within 30 days, they would have the budget figured out. And so they would be back on budget. And so they move things around, the line items below the line and and finding innovative ways to do the work to keep all the stakeholders on board, they moved stuff below the line and made the decisions. And within 10 days, they had it figured out. And this was a very big budget bust, but they figured it out. And then later on, they were able to make improvements and move many of those things back up above the line. On another project, uh, the team worked for months to try to figure out and make the budget work. Months, they eventually had to just say and tell the leaders that they did not have adequate budget to build out the full building. And so the team recommended that one of the floors just be built out as a shell so that the project could meet the budget and that it would be easy later on to just finish that out. So this was accepted as the best option, but eventually they did get budget to build out the last floor. But there was no push, pull, just a team of owner, builder, and designer working together to figure out the best solution, balancing between cost, scope, and schedule. On yet another project, the owner was short the total funds to build the project when it was bid. This is at bid time, and it was already bid and it was let. The project team worked to figure out how to complete the project so it offered the full functionality to the owner of what they needed from the building. But then they were able to cut off a section that was stubbed out and could be built later. And so they met their budget. And this was a school. They got the classrooms that they needed. In each case, Having the team take on the responsibility of having and having the power to balance between cost, scope, and schedule allowed them to optimize what was possible for the project. The delivery method should not be the only thing that dictates if this is possible or not. I really believe it has much more to do with the atmosphere. And of course, On low bid, a lot of times the atmosphere is pretty adversarial, and so we think this is crazy, but I'm seeing it happen more and more on lump sum low bid projects. And you know, many design build projects are lump sum or a not to exceed amount, and most all of the subcontractors, even on design build projects, are low bid. So think of how much more efficient project team can be if they have the flexibility to make the decisions on how to address the problems that arise. It's incumbent upon the team leaders 
to set an atmosphere where the team works together to optimize the project for the owner and the end users, no matter what delivery method you're using. And I really believe that being able to balance between cost, scope, and schedule is a tool that is really remarkable for teams, and they will do a great job in a high-trust environment. I hope this gives you some food for thought, Construction Nation. Take care. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust. Will you do me a favor? If you think this episode can help anyone on your team or business, please forward it to them. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And your honest review, hopefully five stars, is much appreciated. Every leader who learns how to build their business and projects on a foundation of trust is going to reap the rewards of greater productivity, attracting the best of the best, enjoying your business more, and doing things you thought were impossible. If you want to know where you are in your trusted leader journey, I have a free resource for you. Please just go to sudico.com slash profile, S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile. And you can grab it there and find out where you are on your trusted leader journey. And so that is a wrap for today. Can't wait until I get a chance to hang out with you again next week. And until then, have a great day.